bong, bong. You guys, all you need to do is go into the Apple Podcast app and rate and review the star, the show five stars. Just look up, welcome to the potty, swipe down until you get to the stars and click on the fifth star. It is that simple, that quick. It just will help us with the algorithm, get us, you know, get some more eyes on the show and grow this bitch. Yeah, uh, and at that point, you can expect better quality, better guests, better, um, you know, lifestyle for your man. <laughs> so rate and review five stars on Apple Podcasts, please. Uh, and also, don't forget to tell a friend, tell a friend. Just hit the fucking share button in all the uh, social media shit. All right. Um, Welcome to the Potty is brought to you by Aces Pizzeria, Aces Liquor, Aces Pizza and Liquor. It is down there, right in the heart of the Adelaide CBD, down there near the uh, Chinatown, right next to the Adelaide Central Markets. Pizza, pasta, liquor, it is delicious, it is fantastic, it's the best atmosphere, it is the best service, it is authentic Italian, all right? And I'm, you know, I, I haven't talked much about their pastas, but I just went in there this week and I got myself a governor. You know, an Italian, uh, Italian people that don't have Italian accents like to sometimes, instead of saying carbonara, they, they like to say things like governor. And uh, it doesn't even start with the letter G, to be honest, but it starts with a C. And you should get it. It's fucking delicious. They've got spaghetti meatballs, spaghetti bolognese. You name it, they've got it. And it is fucking quality. Aces, pizza and liquor right in there next to the Central Market in Adelaide. There is no other place that you should be getting your pizza. Support them because they support us. And of course, Bung Bung Coffee, the best coffee in Southern Hemisphere if the Southern Hemisphere was an entire hemisphere. So that means best coffee in the whole fucking world, okay? This shit tastes like God's piss, okay? It makes you a genius. It is like the pill from Limitless. Bradley Cooper, you get blue eyes, you look sexier, you act smarter, and you get better jobs if you drink Bung Bung Coffee. Get in there. Uh, it's ethically sourced. It, it, it ships in compostable mail bags. You know, this is environmentally safe, ethical coffee. Get in there, get smarter, get better. Have sex with your wife for longer. Bung Bung Coffee, let's start the show. Welcome to the party. Welcome, baby. Welcome to the party, Bung Bung! It's your man Claytron, aka the Big Boss Man, aka the Clumsy Jeweler, because I'm always dropping gems. Aka the Milkman, because I always deliver. Aka the PhD of podcasts, the Magnum PI of podcasts, and the captain, the Chris Hemsworth of this podcast shit, because I'm tall and not ripped. Um, And there's a, you know, there's a little joke about Fat Thor, and that's pretty much what I was trying to do just now. Uh, it's been a while. It's been a while since the solo app. Um, we got Board Man back in the house. And um, yeah, so we've had a couple guest episodes. Oh, don't forget, this month of September, um, for every thousand listens that Welcome to the Potty gets, $100 will go to Save the Children. Save the Children. $100 per thousand listens. So if you don't share it, that's that's your fucking problem. And save the children's problem who, you know, I've tagged them a couple of times. They didn't even share it. So what, what's that about? 
not many people want to associate themselves with a podcast that, you know, drops the F-bomb and the the C-bird, you know. Uh, But that's fine Um, because it's all jokes. There's, uh, dude, speaking of jokes, actually, I, um, I finally did some gigs again. So there's a bar in Adelaide called, um, I think it's called 1910 and it's a burlesque bar on occasion. And it's also like a jazz bar. It's cool. It's on a rooftop, uh, above one of our prestigious strip clubs, the crazy horse. Um, well, you know, I've had some good times at the crazy horse, um, when I, well, when, when I was in the midst of a, a heartbreak, my ex-girlfriend Kimberly broke up with me. She pulled the rug right from under me and I was a broken man. I was a shell of a man. And uh, I, I had a couple of Bucks shows, um, you know, in a row after this. And um, yeah, one of them, we ended up there and I straight up dropped bands. Bands, you know, you ever heard of Juicy J? Bands make her dance. Uh, bands will make her dance. You know, fucking singles will make her dance. But when you drop bands, bro, you one need to recoup that bread, and two, um, that yeah, you will straight up believe that they are there for you and not your wallet. And I, you know, I've been in, I have been in a relationship with a stripper once for three months. And as T-Pain said, I fell in love with a stripper. Yes, in three months. And um, oh, speaking of being a broken man, dude, I think I've told, you know, I've talked about her before. Her stripper, check this out. Her stripper name and her real name were backwards. You know, you spot your normal name's supposed to be, you know, pretty basic, says the man named Claiborne. But uh, there's a, your stripper name's supposed to be out there, like, um, you know, Cinnamon. Sparkles, moonshine, um, you know, coffee black. If you're, you know, in Atlanta, but this girl's real name, and I'll, yeah, I'll drop it. I think the statute of limitations is far. You know, this was when I was 21. I'm now 31. Ten years before you drop a name, I think, I think I can get away with this. I'm sure she's never heard of what Welcome to the Potty is. Anyway. Her name was Nova. Her first name, her on her, you know, driver's license said Nova. And then in the strip club, but it wasn't at Crazy Horse. This was at the Palace. Uh, her name was April, which is a very normal name. We went to a high school with a girl named April and everyone wanted to fuck her. And I'm pretty sure a few people did. I didn't. But I know I know people that did. I know people that did. Um, so I'm at, anyway, I'm doing this gig at 1910. <laughs> mm. Bung Bung Coffee, recent winner of Best Coffee in the World Award. Um, I'm doing this gig at 1910, right? And it's uh, it's a decent gig, actually. I was I wasn't sure it'll be so sick in the summer, but then like in the summer, everyone will be so boozy that it might actually it'll be fun for like the audience, but probably suck for comedians. Maybe not like no offense to the room runner, but I'm just thinking like if people are too boozy on a rooftop. It's going to be a lot of yelling, a lot of heckling, be tough. But, you know, it's character building. So I'm there, I do I do my gig and it's fine. I do old material, you know, want to kill myself afterwards because I'm like, how are you supposed to get better if you're doing all your old shit? Anyway, I'm at the bar with another comedian, Bill. Um, Bill Eilish, you might have heard of her. 
No. Uh, his name is Bill Egan. He's funny. Very funny. He he was a feature actor. He did about 25 minutes. Um, and he likes to use a bit of technology in his act. And the technology wasn't working. So he's just going off the top of the dome, z- zinging and zanging. All right? He was killing it. But I'm having a chat to him at the bar afterwards, having a few beers. And um, this lady, probably late 30s, early 40s. And, you know, if she's listening and she's younger than that, I do apologize. But she 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 approaches me and she reaches out with her hand, okay, towards my face. Because, you know, you can see uh, I've, got the, I've got the braids. And she reaches out to grab one of them from the front. And I sort of pull back and she... She, she keeps going and she says, she like warns me. She goes, I'm going to grab your hair. And I was like, well, well, why? And she was like, oh, I'll only do it if you want me to do it. And in my head, I'm thinking, well, why the fuck would I want you to do that? Okay. And, but instead of saying that, I said, well, <laughs> and this is a verbatim. I said, well, I'd prefer it if you fucking didn't <laughs> and um she like pulled back as if i was acting wild she like pulled back and she was like shocked and oh i guess i'll just go sit down then okay and i was like yes bye and bill you know bill's laughing he's like he's like oh you know let her you didn't really let her off the hook easy and i was like well you know why would you do something like this anyway me and bill continue our conversation we're talking comedy talking you know our writing process and all this i'm trying to get some tips because i've I've had um, what's called writer's block for the last 18 months, pretty much. Um, no, that's an exaggeration, but pretty much since my Fringe show, which I wrote a week before the show, it came so easy to me. Since since writing that 10 minutes, I pretty much have no new shit, which is infuriating. So I'm talking to Bill, I'm trying to get some tips. What do you do to you know motivate yourself or trigger your creativity or this? And he's giving me tips. And then we hear this big fucking crash, bang. And this curly-headed bitch has fallen over backwards and smashed her head on a table, dude. <laughs> and that's um, that's karma. That's karma. So, no. So, I did actually, I ran over there and I, um, Bill and I were actually the two guys that helped her off the ground. And she was mortified and she she left. And then that's, that was good. That was good. She, cause she was fucking, she was obviously pissed. Like she was so fucked up. When I picked her up, I like put my hand on the back of her head to see if she was bleeding. But I mean, she had a pretty serious wig piece on her. So I'm not really sure if, um, like if she was bleeding, if it would have reached like the extremities of her hair, she had a lot of hair. So I don't know, maybe she, she went to hospital and got stitched up. I don't know. But moral of the story is if you try to touch my hair, I don't even need to smack the shit out of you because God will do it. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, shit. Um, oh, what was that? What, what else was I going to talk about? More gigs. Oh, yeah. So this episode will come out on Sunday. I've got a gig on Monday night. It's at Rhino Room and it's called Laugh Lab. Okay? Laugh Lab. And the... The whole thing about this night is new material only. There's a couple of um, booked acts. So like you'll definitely see some polished material, but the theme of the night is is to help. It's to be a supportive environment for up and coming 
comedians to do new shit and develop their acts. Okay, so, um, and I'm booked in for this gig, so that means I have to do it. Whereas last Monday, I didn't go. There's open mic spots, and I just I pussied out because I was like, "No, nah, my shit stinks. I'm not doing it." So, um, so I'm booked in. So I'm actually going to do some new shit on Monday. I spent five hours writing last Saturday and a couple of hours yesterday, and like you know, you know, twenty minutes every night probably, and um. You know, I've got, I've pro- and all of that time, out of all of that time, I've probably come up with about, you know, four and a half minutes, which is, you know, crazy, crazy amount of time to put in to get to there. But I've got that gig Monday, and then on Friday night, I've got a gig at Enigma Bar. I think it's called the Laughing Chamber at Enigma Bar. It's a heavy metal rock sort of vibe, and um, I'll be there. So if anyone wants to come along, I haven't had uh, any mates at any gigs. I literally, I think since Fringe. So if anyone wants to come along, I'm, I'm actually doing gigs this week. So, um, and I'll be doing new shit. So um, you can see it while it sucks. And then you can come to my Fringe show uh, next year and see it when it's all tightened up. So think about that. Um, dude, I've been doing some some thinking, some introspection, introspective, uh, um, you know, exploration. Fuck, Bung Bung Coffee's good. www.bungbungcoffee.com to get yours. Um, Yeah, dude, and I've been thinking about anxiety, right? Because I, I remember, I remember being a youngster and feeling anxiety but not knowing what it was. Because when you're in school, right, you get taught, happy, this is what a happy face looks like. This is sad face. This is angry, ah, right? That's what you, but you don't get taught like the actual feelings, right? And so I remember sometimes I'd get nervous, right? I got bullied and shit, right? So I would like, before school, I would get this feeling in my gut where it felt like my whole gut was all twisted up. And I didn't know that that was anxiety. I thought that that was just anger. I thought I was angry about getting bullied and because I wasn't scared of anybody. I didn't think I was scared of anybody, right? I thought, you know, I can fight people. Like no one's going to hurt me, but I don't want to go through this shit, right? So I thought I was angry. And so when I felt that feeling in my gut, I would react with anger because I thought it was anger. So I would react to what I thought the feeling was. But the th- the feeling was actually anxiety. This is And this is just something like, anxiety. you know, they tell you the word nervous when you're young. But they, they tell you like, oh, nervous is that feeling before a big race, you know? Not after a big race riot. They don't tell you about that. They are, uh, so, so I'm, so probably until I was, I don't think I was maybe 21 or something before I knew what, or maybe older, maybe even like closer to 23, 22 or 23. I didn't even know what anxiety was, right? Like I knew the word, I knew people had it. And I was one of these people like, what do you mean you just constantly are scared of dying or whatever? I'd be like, what? But I get it, right? And I'm, um, yeah, and I've just like realized probably over the last two weeks that I would be angry uh, in place of anxious, right? And so... That needs to be addressed, I think, in schools. There needs to be, like, mental health needs to be, 
you know, you don't just start talking about suicide and shit to youngsters, but youngsters need to still know about mental health, I think. And like just every emotion, not just happy, sad, angry, scared or whatever. You need to talk about things like heartbreak and depression, anxiety, uh, manic episodes. That'd be a fun project for a second grader, right? Bipolar, super happy, super sad disorder. You can call it that if you want to. You do all types of wild projects for kids that need to know. Especially like when you go through puberty and your hormones start wiling out. That's when everyone, that's what, that's when people start getting their shit. When their hormones start fucking up and they don't know how to react because you cunts, all you're worried about is them having accidental babies. So you're like, this is a condom. This is how you use it. This is what the pill is. Now you're a teenager. It's like, yeah, and I'm anxious as fuck. I don't know what, you know, I don't know what's going on. I've got a boner in math class and my teacher's not even hot. What's that about? Not only am I horny, I'm scared about it. Let's do mental health. They talk about mental health, you know, let's do Movember, let's do Black Dog, let's do Blue, um, Beyond Blue. And that's for adults. You're only teaching adults, man. You need to teach these kids so then they can learn to cope early and then you're not trying to teach someone who's 26 how to cope uh, well, you know, that's an old dog learning new tricks. You can, te- you can teach the tricks to the young pups. That's what I'm trying to say, I think. You need to teach people how to break up with people because breakups are hard. That's why people cheat because they don't know how to just leave. That's why, you know, you need to teach breakups and you need to teach emotions. You know, emotional intelligence, that's important. That's what I say. What do I, what do I fucking know? But um, I don't know. I think that's, I don't even know if there was a point, but that's that's something I've been thinking about over the last two two or three weeks. Mm, that's good coffee. What else has been happening? Um, another sellout, another sellout run for uh, Bung Bung Coffee. Jesus Christ. Murdering the game, murdering the coffee game in, you know, South, South and Western Australia. The two main states, you know, Queensland's got a few orders. But WA and SA are just absolutely dominating the race there. Um, oh, I uh, I put out a, a message to the listeners on Instagram the other day and it was to send in song titles and without listening to the song, I will, uh, I will tell you what the movie of the same name would be about. So... Um, there's no theme song to this segment, but Boardman's got the uh, Boardman's got the um, the post-it notes with the songs written on them. So if you can just open one up at a time and let us know what the song is. First song is "Shine" by Vanessa Amorosi. Shine, shine. So. That yeah, for some reason that this is a drama. This comes across as a drama film, um, and it's it's similar. It's very actually. It's like um, Goodwill Hunting meets Radio. Have you seen Radio? No. So it's Cuba Gooding Jr. as a he's a bit of a special ed guy. Okay. Um, 
trying to trying to ease up on. I've had some complaints come in on my 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 flippant use of the R word and and the F word lately. So <laughs> try to ease up. So special ed, um, special ed. But everyone knows what I mean when I say special ed. So why don't I? You know, that's I hate when people say like the N word. Do you know what I mean? This is a, this is an old Louis C.K. bit, but like everyone knows what you're saying. So it's the same thing as saying, like, actually saying nigger or the F word is, you know, right. So anyway, but I, I'd, I'd say Shine would be a, a radio meets Goodwill Hunting and this special ed dude, he gets his first job in a high school. And um, he, he walks... He walks through the halls. He's a janitor. He gets the janitor job, just like Matt Damon in Goodwill Hunting. He's walking the halls and he's trying to clean. And he's not doing a very good job at cleaning because you know he's special ed. He's not doing very well upstairs, you know. And he's he's trying to mop the floors and he's just it's just wet, dude. Right, and every, people are slipping and shit. But no one wants to sue him because of you know equality. You got to give this guy a chance at employment. Right, no one wants to sue him. No one's going to fire him. And he walks into this one classroom, and there's a um, there's a whiteboard with a math problem on it, and he solves it. But he solves it with a um, permanent marker, obviously, because he doesn't know what the fuck he's doing. So he fucks up. He fucks up the whole whiteboard, um, and then he solves the equation. And the next day, all these professors and shit go in there, and they. And, you know, as the audience, you're like, oh, shit, like, this guy's actually got some. And everyone, everyone's so angry because he hasn't actually solved it. It's just a bunch of, you know, special ed gibberish on the on the board. <laughs> and they say, and they do fire him. They send him to a special ed school where, where they teach, they teach janitorial skills to people with um, not the best uh, fine motor skills. And that's shine. And he becomes the best janitor of all time. <laughs> that's that's shine. Alright, next we have Puppy's Home. Puppy's Home. So this is um this is a foreign film. Uh made for TV, so it's aired on the Telemundo channel. So only Hispanic people will see this. No one else will see it. Um it doesn't it doesn't air with subtitles. Um so these dudes are in Spanish. Um Oh, and what what genre? Uh, probably this is probably a horror film. Okay, so these kids are out on the street. They're playing soccer, um, you know, and they're celebrating in Spanish. And you, you're not sure what they're saying, but you can tell it's a celebration. They've got their hands in the air. Some of them taking their shirts off, and then um, one uh, one kid goes to. Uh, he goes to leave and go home on his 50cc motorcycle. And um, someone has put a car bomb in a 50cc motorcycle and this this kid, he's done for, right? And um, everyone looks at each other, uh, crying. Some of them, you know, badly burnt. And one of them says, ay, 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 puppy's home, right? It's Mexican. And they know they know who's done it, right? And then um, this one, it zooms in. It's a, it's a, um, like a smash. What's it called? A, um, not a smash cut. 
Can you Google, is, is there something called like a smash zoom? I'm thinking of, I'm thinking of the one where it just zooms in so quickly, like probably a bit too quickly. Get motion sickness almost. That's, we need that to zoom in on the kid. Is there a smash zoom? Is that a thing? No, but you guys know what I'm talking about. Like super quick zoom in instead of that like gradual shit. It's like, it's almost, yeah. It wouldn't probably do the law and order sound, but zoom in real quick on the face. And this kid, his eyes widen and he's like, fuck. And it's, it's his father, right? Everyone knows it's his father. He goes home and he's, um, you know, he gets his ass kicked real quick and um, gets, he gets tied up in a basement and wild inappropriate shit starts going on downstairs, right? In the basement screaming, torturing, shit like that because puppy's home. And unfortunately, um, you know, this is the biological son of puppy. He, he, he does get killed and puppy starts going around the neighbourhood uh, befriending and marrying women in different homes and doing this to all their children. And then there's this other dude who, who is trying to solve the crime and you guessed it, he's a white guy that can speak fluent Spanish and he's got blonde hair. And he's American, but he can speak Spanish. And he's, you know, he's heroic. It's uh, white white heroism, okay? So it's making the white man look so good in this circumstance because he will solve the crime, but it will, will come at the cost of many wives and children being slaughtered by Papi. Um, and that's Papi's home. Next we have, I think it says tub thumping. Tub thumping. This is clearly another horror film. Um, it's and it's it's kind of like this. I would say it is, um, you know, Snowtown meets, um, probably uh, Snowtown meets like, um. Oh, what's that one called? Um, Bird Box. Snowtown meets Bird Box. So you're not. Uh, what What was it about Bird Box? They had to be. They had to stay blind or something to not be affected. Like I think, like the if you saw something, you got eaten by a monster. I don't know, but this is what it is. Everyone. Everyone is, uh, you know, they're wearing bandanas over their eyes to to not um, to not see because if they see, they will die, right? And some people, you, you can tell who, you can tell the difference in socioeconomic classes with what they're wearing. Some people are wearing silk, like nighttime um, eye covers that you wear on planes and that's like, you know that they're rich and then some people are wearing like, um, you know, uh, neckties from the op shop. And that's how you know that they're probably middle class if they're wearing neckties. And then the poor people probably, they probably have sticky tape and um, cardboard. And they <laughs> that's what they're wearing over their eyes, okay? And to communicate with each other, they learn like this intricate language of whistling, right? Where they throw, they throw the whistle so 
this this demon or bad guy or monster or whatever doesn't know where they're whistling from, so he's not able to see him. But the way that the there's more than one monster, okay? I've just realized there's probably more than one monster, and the way they communicate is they they thump tubs, tub thumping. But the tubs, <laughs> the tubs are filled with the bodies of those that they've already slain. Um, who would be the protagonist? It would be a woman like Sandra Bullock in Bird Box. And she, yeah, she would be traveling with her kids, teaching them how to whistle. One of her kids has a cleft lip, can't whistle. So she loses that kid. Turns out that kid actually ends up saving the day later because um, the kid actually plays with matches um, secretly. And the mum's the mom's always going on. Before the monsters came to town, the mum was always, this is the start of the movie. Don't play with matches. Look at my brand new carpet. You've burned a patch in it, right? And the kid gets grounded all the time for burning shit. But this kid, he, he's got a knack. He's got a knack for making fires. And he actually ends up making explosives and all types of shit. And you're like, damn, that sounds like a terrorist. But this is, you know, this is real, you know, um, positive terrorism, uh, positive, positive terrorism. Um, and that's tub thumping cause he burns, he burns these cunts. <laughs> Final one is both sides of a smile. Both sides of a smile. Oh my God. This is another horror movie. So this is about like some, sick fuck right and he lives in a big mansion alone so and that's how you know someone's scary is if they live alone in a huge house because you don't need that much space right all that space is is spooky space for people to walk through while they haven't seen you yet i don't know if you've realized that theme in horror films but that's that's what goes on in this movie old man lives in a massive i call it an estate estate mansion alone and uh, he, uh, the postman, the postman comes, uh, and there's a big gate with an electrical, um, uh, uh, intercom. Hello. Yo, what's up, dog? Uh, I got a package from Mr. Um, uh, uh, Matheson. Please come on in. I need you to deliver it to my room. I'm very unwell. Right. This guy walks up the driveway, which is at least two kilometers long. The door is just so stupidly big. It doesn't even make sense. He knocks on this door. As soon as he knocks on this door, which probably weighs over a ton, the door actually opens. He walks in the house. He's like, yo, Mr. Matheson, I'm up here. Right, he goes up the stairs. The stairs are squeaky. Every step. And the filmmaker, it's his first ever film, okay? So he makes you sit through this scene of this cunt literally stepping on every step. And it squeaks and you're like, I fucking get it, right? And it takes, it's probably, you know, 40 seconds long of squeaky steps, okay? So he goes up the steps. And he goes up and the old man, he's charming and he's sick and he looks so useless and helpless, right? And so, you know, this the postman, um, Jamal, obviously, I was doing a black voice. Um, he 
he uh, <laughs> he's not scared, right? And he he sit, he sits down. He puts his feet up on the coffee table like it's his fucking house, right? And that really ticks the old man off. And then there's a, another one of those zoom those zooms that I don't know the name of happens to the old man's face. Uh, uh, super close up just his eyes and his pupils dilate as soon as Jamal puts his feet on the coffee table. And then um, he, it comes, it cuts back out and he offers Jamal a cup of tea. Jamal has a cup of tea. Next thing wakes up, he's all chained up. He's scared. Right. And now, now look, the old man can walk. He's, he's, He's actually fit old man and he's tricked this guy, right? And he's done it before because you look around the room and there's human skins all around the room. And um, Mr. Matheson fucking has made a mask for Jamal of a white person. This is true horror white face shit. And he, he makes... He makes um, this mask and mechanically it's got like, he's like a genius, right, Mr. Matheson? And every facial feature is, it mechanically matches kind of what Jamal does, but it's actually the opposite. So if Jamal smiles inside the mask, the mask cries. But if Jamal is crying, the mask is laughing hysterically, right? And he makes him wear this shit. And because Jamal's so scared, he's crying. And it keeps doing like the Iron Man. You remember um, Tony Stark inside the Iron Man suit? That visual of his face? It keeps doing that. And it's Jamal crying inside the mask. But then the outside, it's this fucking white guy hysterically laughing, right? With, But only the face is white. The rest of his body is still Jamal. It looks fucked up. And, um, and that's it. That's pretty much what happens. Because it's, uh, what was it? Smiling on both sides? Both sides of a smile. Both sides of a smile. And it's actually one side of the smile is actually crying and the other side is actually smiling. And that, that's it. <laughs> is there any more? That was it. That was it. All right. Let's go to, let's go to Clay's reviews. I think that makes sense. Comedy action horror. Will this movie win an Oscar? Set design, directing, acting like Tinker costumes. This segment is Clay's Reviews. So as you guys can hear, I actually went and got a professional to do the Clay's Reviews theme song. No, the other one I actually recorded on a, uh, a shittier mic. So I was tired of hearing that. And if you go back to the start of this episode, you'll hear that the bung bung is a little bit more crisp as well. Uh, so those have been re-recorded. So that's a little bit of inside baseball for you. But I've got one, two, three, four, five things. So I'm going to go through these real quick. First one, Netflix, Rush, starring Chris Hemsworth and some other guy. And it's uh, Formula One racing. And they've got it, you know, they start at Formula Three and they've got a rivalry in Formula Three. They get to Formula One and they've got a rivalry. Chris Hemsworth is like this playboy, fucking cool dude, long hair, fucks bitches, gets money, parties. And then the other guy only cares about racing and is an absolute cunt to everyone in his life. And then at the end, kidding, you got to see it, okay? You got to see it. Guess what? Based on a true story and... You, you know, if you've ever listened to the Long to the Potty podcast before, you know 
that I, uh, I've i got a soft spot for a, a true story. So um, eight out of 10, eight out of 10, filmed extremely well, um, sound design, chef's kiss, and uh, the story, just the, the fact that it's a true story, you know, there's it's probably Hollywoodified a little bit, but, um, oh, dude, pulled at my heartstrings a little bit there at the end. So, yep, I recommend it. Eight out of 10 for Rush. Watch this other movie called How Do You Know? And that's, no offense, no, okay. Reese Witherspoon, I think, has just sold her production company for like, half a billion dollars or no, no, it was just under a bit. I think it was 900 mil. So Reese Witherspoon and Paul Rudd rom-com. And uh, it's about how do you know if you're in love is pretty much the whole thing. And um, Paul Rudd, I think is going through a breakup maybe. No, no, it's a work thing. His work, his whole work situation with his dad, Jack Nicholson is all fucked up. Reese Witherspoon um, she's a professional, oh, USA softball player and she doesn't make the team and um, that sucks. So then she, instead of putting her time into softballs, she puts her time into hard dicks. <laughs> um, she starts dating a professional baseball player, Owen Wilson. All these big names, okay? Okay, I've said a bunch of big names and so I'm not even going to go into the rest of the story. All these big names... The movie still only gets a 5.5 out of 10. Think about that. Think about that. I don't recommend. Don't recommend. And as you know, there are some 5.5 movies that I do recommend because it's a, you know, it's still got the entertainment value. And I'll I'll tell you about this next movie here, which is a low score, but entertainment levels are off the chain. So this movie is called Tusk. And honestly, it's got, um, what's his name? <laughs> what's his name from Dodgeball? The the young guy. Um, I forget his name. Justin, maybe? Justin Long. Justin Long. And that sounds like a, you know, probably a, a character from Tekken. Um, but he's in it. It's written and directed by Kevin Smith. And it is a horror comedy. And honestly, uh, it inspired my story just now for um, two sides of a smile. Both sides of a smile. Okay? It's very, honestly, uncanny how similar that film is to Tusk. Okay? <laughs> Tusk is fucking turnt. I, it is so wild. I don't want to give too much away. I do recommend it. It is fucking so crazy, but it's only a five out of ten but I would go and see it, okay? It is fucking nuts. I don't want to tell you a single fucking thing that happens in it. Please don't look it up before you watch it. Just watch it. Be mad at me if you want to be mad at me. Five out of 10, Tusk. Um, Peaky Blinders. It's about a family gang um, called the Peaky Fucking Blinders. And um, Tommy Shelby is the, the main guy, and that's Killian Murphy, um, who basically looks like a, a tiny supermodel. I don't even... If he was a taller man, he would have been a supermodel instead of an actor, okay? Uh, he He's the leader of the Peaky Blinders, 
Um, and he runs it with his aunt Polly and his brother Arthur and his other brother um, John. Can't believe it took me that long to remember the name John. And uh, it starts as like it starts as just like you know local crime, and they kind of build the company. Well, yeah, they they build the piggy blinders into this company. They they run gambling. They do this. They do that. And shit, there's always a twist. There's always, oh, no, big negative, all positive. You know, your emotions are all over the place. Your anxiety, um, the language, the, the fucking accent to me. Come here, brother. All that shit. Tom Hardy's in it. And he's a Jew in it um, with cancer. Uh, dude. Five seasons. I think a season six is being is in development. It might have started shooting. I don't know. I fucking I fucking loved this show, brother. I fucking loved it. I've got a bullet with your fucking name on it, and I've got to pull the fucking trigger. Nine out of ten. Yes, nine out of ten for Peaky fucking blinders. And then there's a new one. You guys might have seen it if you're on. Uh, Netflix, it's trending at the moment. It's called Clickbait, starring Vinnie Chase from Entourage, aka Adrian Grenier. And um, if you're not French, I think you just call it Grenier, you know? But, you know, if you want to keep the, that French pronunciation, you go ahead. But honestly, it's, uh, it's sort of like a uh, crime thriller type of thing. Um, if you watch the trailer, you'll see that he... Uh, Adrian Grenier, he gets kidnapped and uh, he's holding up these signs in this photo, in this um, video that goes viral online. Five million views until I die. I'm a woman. I'm a, I abuse women. I've killed a woman. All this kind of, kind of shit. And I think there's about eight episodes. It's highly bingeable. It's every episode is from the perspective of a different character, um, but it's, it follows a timeline. So it's not all like in the same day. So it'll be like day one, is like the perspective of the sister. Day two will be like the wife. Day three will be like, what? A, you know, you get it. Um, <clears throat> and it hooks you in very quickly. Um, it's realistic in terms of like what actually happened, which, I, you know, I, I don't want to do any spoilers. So what, what happens is kind of realistic, but the actual events are completely outlandish. And it was it was a good watch. We watched it in probably two or three nights, the eight episodes. I think they're pretty long episodes. I think they're towards that, you know, 40, maybe 50 minute mark. But um, episode four and five sucked. And before that, you got to take a couple points off because I, I just, I didn't, I didn't like that. So 6.5 out of 10 for the show. Honestly, it would have probably been towards like a 7.58 if uh, episodes four and five were good. I I still recommend it if you, yeah, if you like those crime thriller things. It's a limited series, so um, I don't think there'll be like a season two of it, um, which is good. I, think, I, I like those limited series because they don't have to force anything. They uh, they still force two, two episodes that didn't really need to be a part of it, uh, in my opinion. So... Um, yeah, 6.5 for clickbait. Go ahead and watch that one. Um, so there you have it. You guys need to understand the scoring system. Just because you enjoy something 
doesn't mean that it gets to be an eight or ten. I enjoyed Tusk. It's a five. I enjoyed clickbait. It's a six point five. You need to understand that. Everyone like, oh no, that movie's fucking so good. I've watched it ten times. That's a seven point five. Mate, you need to go join my man Cuba Gooding Jr. All right. <laughs> um. All right. So that's that's that and that. Let's go into advice. We that need to no move Lonzo. That ain't no problem. Huh? That ain't no problem. Um, how how far are we in here? Forty four minutes. Forty four minutes. This is perfect timing. I don't I don't have the uh the screen up on my side today, folks, and I am just managing this to perfection. Let's be honest. Um, first one here comes in from a man named Ty. T-A-I, okay? Um, subject line, co-worker called me. Okay, I'm already giggling, which is, you know, pretty racist already, but um, <laughs> let me just get it out. Whew, okay. Co-worker called me Jackie Chan. <laughs> sorry, I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. I'm so sorry. Uh, <clears throat> co-worker called me Jackie Chan. Is that okay? Hi, Clay Chong. And okay, so Ty's got Ty's got a sense of humor because Clay Chong is obviously Asian sounding, but it rhymes with Claytron. Okay, good job, Ty. I am I am of Asian descent, and yesterday I had a Zoom call with a coworker, and he said, "Jackie Chan, is it okay if I call you that?" I jokingly brushed it off because we had some projects to discuss, but this morning I started started thinking, and wondered if it was okay for him to call me that. At the time of the incident, I wasn't offended and now I don't know how to feel. I keep questioning myself if it was okay to do or if I'm just putting too much thought into it. Do you think it's okay? Bung, bung. Uh, It's not up to me. It's up to you. If you think it's okay, you can let that shit slide. If someone, check this out. If I go on a Zoom call and one of my coworkers calls me Samuel L. Jackson, I'm getting in my car to fuck that dude up. Okay, um, uh, it's up to you. If you, I know black people that are happy with their white friends to call their, like call them, not call them a nigger, but like my nigger or whatever, nigger. Um, me, I'm not because uh, I think there is a level of responsibility as a minority to... Um, not, yeah, to not allow it uh, because if you're okay with it, that doesn't mean that the rest of your people are. So you don't want to sort of allow that shit to like continue to spread. So I like to shut that shit down. I think two of my friends have caught hands from me in my life for it. Um, they, rem- they remain my friends. They they know. They know who they are. Um, uh, but yeah, no, I... It's up to you, man, but I think the the for you to keep you're still thinking about it and write you know, writing emails about it and shit, I would say that uh you're not cool with it. And I would I would nip that in the is it bud or butt? Nip that in the bud? Bud. Bud. Nip that in the bud real quick. I would say 
I would go, I'd say, hey, honky. Uh, <laughs> no, nah, I would say, this guy seems like his name's probably, you know, Trent or something. I'd say, hey, Trent, next time you call me Jackie Chan, I'll fucking show you Jackie Chan. You understand? Something like that. Like, really get in his grill. Um, yeah, dude, imagine... Imagine if once you once I saw your name was Ty, and you know I giggled at the Jackie Chan thing. But what if, what if I started reading the email like this? I am a, of an Asian descent, and yesterday, dude, you would be so pissed. So you probably shouldn't. Yeah, you probably shouldn't be letting that shit slide, bro. I'll just say that. Um, yeah, I don't know. Put some bricks on his desk and chop them shits up and. <laughs> see, see how scared he gets. Okay, next. This is uh, this one's from Bianca, and you guys know I love it when the ladies write in. Bianca says, "Mum thought I was wanking. I was just itchy." And I'll say before I read this, Bianca, wanking. You've got to be. You've got to be British, because I don't think. Um, I don't think people call it wanking for girls, do they? It's mostly guys. Maybe you're trans. Let's see. Look, scratching through thick fabric and say that five times fast. Through thick fabric, through thick. <laughs> That's a tough one. That is a toughie. Um, sorry. <laughs> scratching through thick fabric is annoying. I had I had reach in there to reach my thigh. Is English your second language? Are you related to Thai? Let's keep going. Great timing though, because my mum walked in and thought I was doing the deed. How do I convince her not to ground me? Bung bung. I wonder how old you are if you're getting grounded. Um, if if you're getting grounded for, um, what's good slang for female masturbation? Flicking the bean is not very original, but if you're getting grounded for that, I don't think there's much um, you can do. I think your mum sucks. I wonder how old you are. I guess it doesn't really matter. You've got to explore. People masturbate. I don't, I don't know. I, it just, it, it'd be a wild move to ground you, to be honest, because you're all you, what are you going to do? Just masturbate in your room? Like, that's a wild... I caught you masturbating in your room. Now you're grounded. Go to your room. Okay, that's turnt. Um... No, that's a wild move. I'd, pro- I'd maybe use that as an argument, um, <laughs> depending on what your mum's sense of humor is. I don't know. That's a wild move. Do you think, did she say she's going to ground you? Do you really think she's going to ground you? Are you being dramatic? Um, I don't know. Conv- how do you convince her not to ground me? I would say that. I would say, mum, if you ground me, like one, I wasn't masturbating when you walked in. I had an itchy thigh and I was wearing, for some reason I was wearing the thickest jeans known to womankind. Um, and so I couldn't scratch through my jeans. I had to actually put my hand down my pants and scratch near my genitals. You know, sometimes people scratch their nose, people, and other people think that they're picking their nose. They're not picking their nose. They're just scratching their nose. Ask Jerry Seinfeld. Okay. So say that and just say, if you, if you're grounding me for masturbating, what do you think I'm going to do if I'm locked in my room for a week? Say that. And she'll say, is that a threat? And, you know, maybe it'll be two weeks. I don't know. Maybe just take the grounding. I don't know. How long is she talking? I don't know. Take the grounding, Bianca. It, it just seems like it seems like a fight you're not going to win with an unreasonable mother like this. 
My mum once walked in on me, uh, cop and dome. So that was infuriating. Not many girls were allowed in my house for a long time after that. So cock blocked by my own mother. <laughs> so at least you can't get, you can't get cock blocked from masturbating, you know? So think about that. You're already on top. Okay, next. And this is from another female. Look at this. Um, and this is this is a wild uh, title here. Do you believe in Jesus? Am I overreacting? This is from Mel. This is from Mel. And Mel, if you've ever listened to the podcast, you'd know the answer to that question. But let's 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 hear what you've got to say. Hi, boss man. I had a very odd experience today, and I don't know whether or not I'm overreacting. I was getting a quantiferon blood test earlier. Uh, and in brackets, she's got series of tubes that need to be filled. Basically, you sit there for a few minutes and wait for them to be filled as the nurse switches the tube when it's full. Thank you for um, clarifying quantiferon blood test. Quantiferon Quantiferon blood test sounds this sounds like the name of um sounds like the first name of a punk band before they've realized like there needs to be some sort of sense made in their band name. Or it sounds almost like um something that would be in the TV show Doctor Who. Quantiferon. Uh it's silent between the nurse and I until this conversation begins. Nurse, do you believe in Jesus? Me. What? Oh, that's rude, Mel. Uh, nurse, are you Christian? Me. Uh, sure. In brackets, I was raised very Catholic but no longer practiced. Didn't feel like explaining because I didn't think it was any of her business anyway. Nurse, oh, that's good. Me, why? Mel, it sounds like you're a bit of a bitch, honestly, but let's keep going. Nurse, oh, you know, we have to evangelize. Let those who don't believe know they will go to hell. Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, <laughs> I was too shocked to respond. This occurred in a public hospital. Am I overreacting or am I right to feel as uncomfortable as I did? I'd rep- uh, Mel, it sounds like you are a bit of a bitch to this, to this lady, but I would report her for sure. That's wild. That's, yeah, that's so turned up. That's, yeah, that's nuts. That's nuts. Um, we have to let those who don't believe know that they will go to hell. What are you doing? The church fucks people up, man. The church fucks people up. The church will have you just be homophobic until you, until you, for lack of better phrasing, see the light which is ironic because I think church is trying to make you see the light or something, but like the church will have you so fucked up, bro. The church will have you, because you're not supposed to get divorced, it will just have you in an unhappy marriage for, for decades. The church will, um, oh man, guilt for, you know, uh, what's her name? Bianca, masturbatory guilt at church. You know, and there's good things in there, you know, do unto others. You know, um, you know, uh, do not covet that thy neighbor's wife, all that shit. And that means don't fuck your neighbor's wife. Um, but you're not allowed to swear in Catholic, Catholicism, church, religion. 
Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's, you know, that's all smart. Because if you fuck your neighbor's wife, it's not far for them to travel to, you know, get revenge on you, you know? So, yeah, nah, you got to report this. That's that's unacceptable shit. You can be as religious as you want, but at work, you got to be professional regardless, you know? You got to be professional regardless. Um, yeah, report the nurse, I say. And that's all the advice I've got for you, honestly. Or, or rock up to her church and get real satanic on her. <laughs> get real triple six on her at church. Rock up in a car, uh, a black, a blacked out like Benz or something with the number plate, custom plates, triple six and um, make the headlights red so it actually looks like Satan's eyes as it pulls up. And um, just go into church wearing all black and start just start roaring. Don't even... You know how they speak in tongues and they think that shit's dope? Go in there and just roar like, like you're the devil. Will someone kill you? It's likely... Yeah, no, nah, don't do that. Just... Just... Um, What's it called? Reporter. And maybe, I don't know, maybe drop off a care package to her work. Don't make it look like a bomb, but like have it just like have like a CD in it with a playlist. There's a lot of rock songs about the devil. Just do, you know, Black Sabbath, ACDC, Highway to Hell, you know? Highway to Hell, you know? Um, um, you know, there's so- tons of devil songs. Do that. Do that, then report it. All right. You know what to do, you guys. Rate and review the show five stars. It's not hard. Just do it. Once I get to 200 five-star ratings, I will completely stop asking for it. I just need 200. Give me like 220 so I don't need to worry about them disappearing or something. 200 five-star ratings. Go When you're at your, you know, I know you guys, you're good people. You go to see your mum for dinner. You go to your dad. You might have divorced parents. You go to your mum's once a week. Go to your dad's once a fortnight. Your dad always gets less. And while you're there, grab their phone and just go into Apple Podcasts, tap that fifth star. Welcome to the potty. That's the sound of, um, you know, iPhone keyboard. And then... You go into Apple Podcasts and then just, just, yeah. Hold on. Let me start again. Apple Podcasts, look up, welcome to the potty. Click on the fifth star. That's all you need to do. Hit the plus button in the top right-hand corner. That's the subscribe button. And that's beautiful for me. That's all I want from you guys. This is free content. You listen to it every week. That's all I ask. Hit the share button on the, on the posts. That's all I ask. It's easy. Tell a friend to tell a friend. That's your payment. Um, don't forget bungbungcoffee.com. Uh, enter promo code potty for 15% off all orders. Uh, welcome to the potty.com slash store for your unsourced t-shirts. And of course, Aces Pizza and Liquor. Best pasta in the game. Best pizza in the game. Best liquor in the game. Heart of the Adelaide CBD. It's a beautiful thing. I love you guys. Don't forget to love yourselves. And as always, bung bung. Baby, welcome to Baby, welcome to